Welcome to Best for Disney. We're Jen and Katie, colleagues that have years of experience both traveling to Disney destinations as well as planning trips for our clients. We invite you to listen in as we take time in each podcast to identify the best of the best. Each conversation will focus on a new and exciting aspect of Disney vacations, and we're not afraid to mention things to avoid as well. We're here focused on helping you find the best value for your money, make the most of your time, and create the best memories for you and your family while at Disney. We're excited to bring a little magic into your day, so let's jump right in. Welcome back, Best for Disney fans. Katie and I are here. We're going to focus today on something very special, something that is happening right now as we record, and it's going on through July of 2021, and that is the Epcot Flower and Garden Festival. Katie, have you visited during the Flower and Garden Festival? I have, and this is one of my favorite festivals. It's no secret that I think that Epcot festivals are absolutely spectacular, and it's really cool how they're really unique. Um, I love food and wine. Everyone loves food and wine. I know you and I did food and wine together this past year, Yeah. but there's something really special about Flower and Garden, especially for families, and I think it's got a little bit of a multi-generational flair there, too. My mother-in-law loves gardening, and... She loves to look at all of the topiaries and learn all of the information about all the different plants that are used all throughout the park. But it really is beautiful. You know how Main Street is beautiful at Christmas, Jen? Yeah. Epcot is beautiful during the Flower and Garden Festival in it's a whole just, different way. It's like breathtaking. It's like stunning and you stare at things and you're like, well, that's pretty. And then you're like, wait a minute, how did they do that? It's kind of mind-blowingly beautiful, in my opinion, I think. So I know that when we go, we always like to look at all all the different topiaries because they're character-themed. And I have a particular character that I always look for out of the... Because they're all made with all the plants. Everything in the topiaries is a plant or something living or organic or, you know, something like that. So do you think you can guess which one it is? Of course I can guess. I'm going to assume that you're looking for Eeyore. I have to find Eeyore. Of course. (laughs) It's so cool. And he's in the United Kingdom Pavilion and with Pooh and Tigger and those guys, you know, whatever. Um, (laughs) But they're like, whoever, we don't care about that. Those minor characters. But he's always so well done. And, um, you know, it's just, they they really come to life. These artists that create these topiaries really capture the personality of these characters in such unique ways. It's really kind of amazing. It's kind of crazy. The facial expressions, everything, their movements. Did you know, not only do they have like Anna and Elsa in Norway, but they also have a troll in Norway as one of the topiaries. There's just so many. I mean, you can go on the website, you can look, you can see the list of them all, or you don't have to go look and just go walk through them all and see them for the first time without knowing what you're going to expect. I mean, there's groups of things, there's individuals, they just, they're really, really well done. They're beautiful. You're going to wait around to take pictures. Oh, and speaking of pictures, starting, starting April 8th, if you are outdoors, if you are stationary, and if you are distanced from people, you can take your masks off for those photos with the topiaries, which is, I think that's a huge step in the right direction. 
We need to add lip gloss to our packing list. Oh, yes. Maybe some like wipes and, you know, make sure you take it off every once in a while for pictures. And by the end of the trip, you're going to have a mask line, you know, who knows. But right. yeah, I think that's a big deal. So, you know, now you're going for those topiaries and you can take off your mask and enjoy a picture by them. Um, do you have another favorite topiary that you like to see? So I just pulled up the list of all of the different topiaries that are going to be featured this year. And there are so many, but I'm remembering seeing some of these in the past. And of course, there's some new ones every year, but it's just the, when you turn the corner and the joy, the kind of like aha moment that you have over and over and over, because there's so many cool ones like, you know, oh, look, it's Buzz Lightyear. Oh, look, it's Figment. Oh, look, it's Kermit the Frog, you know, and you really can't beat that sort of like. How exciting, you know. I think um, the thing I like the most about the topiaries too is that you know how you kind of have like, okay, the Muppets are in Hollywood Studios and Buzz Lightyear is in Magic Kingdom, and there's these things. Once you come to this festival, everything is there. It's not just you're looking at things that you usually see in Epcot. Like you said, Figment is that well, Figment's always in Epcot, but you're seeing different things throughout the park that you might not always see in that park. Kermit the Frog and Miss Piggy. I mean, it's just fun to see all the different things. Sorcerer Mickey is a favorite of ours, like as a character. So we're always all in for Sorcerer Mickey, but probably one one. of the more unique ones that I always love to see is the, um, the dragon in China, because it's really well done. And, you know, it's just something that's a little bit different, or I'm sorry, the dragon is in Japan. The, the Zodiac is in China near nine dragons, but, um, you know, just that whole area is so creative and well done. And again, everything is organic and you have to remember that, that it's all yeah. plants because otherwise you'd be like, Oh, well, that's fake. No, <laughs> no, it's not really well done. <laughs> it's so. Disney and it's well done. I like the three Cabaneros. I think that's fun to see. I think that but, um, you know, Tinkerbell is always a fun one. When I picture Flower and Garden, I always picture the Beauty and the Beast because that's, I think mm-hmm. they use that a lot for promos, but they're, you know, holding each other's hands and they're standing in there. And I just think it's something where, um, you know, I would be someone who might not look at the list ahead of time, but some people love to know what they're going to go see. That's the other nice thing on the website. You can go to Disney.com and you can see it. So if you've got a kiddo that has a favorite character and you want to make sure you go see that topiary, it not only tells you what's happening, but it tells you where to go. It tells you exactly where to go look. So, you know, you can plan out things that way, or you can kind of just walk through it and experience it as you go. One of the other cool things, I mean, I know that Epcot is always full of things to learn and new things to experience, but I didn't realize um, how many different kind of learning opportunities there were that's tied just to Flower and Garden. You know, we pulled up this list this morning and I'm looking through this and I'm realizing that I've missed so many things the years that I've been to this festival. Oh, yeah. Um, I love the idea of, you know, the there's a Shakespeare garden at the United Kingdom Pavilion. Again, I'm going to spend a lot of time in the UK with my Eeyore. And now (laughs) there's a whole Shakespeare garden that is it features the plants that Shakespeare has written about. So you can see them. And then there's like excerpts from his writing. Well, yeah, if you're a Shakespeare fan, that's a must do for sure. Well, even if you're not a Shakespeare fan, go take a peek at it. Go look and see what it's like. I mean, there are, there's so many things that you can, maybe you can let each kid pick out a certain thing they want to go see. Hey, I want to see this topiary and I want to visit this garden, or I want to go check out this world showcase and see what's over there. Um, you know, there's a, there's a bamboo garden in the China pavilion and you can see a wide variety of bamboo sizes and patterns. I mean, that might tie right into your kid's school, what they're doing that semester. See, and I've never seen that. And I don't I really either. 
care that much about bamboo necessarily, but I want to see it because it sounds really awesome, you know? And because when I picture bamboo, I only picture one kind. So apparently there's multiple kinds. Did you see that they also have the miniature garden, the Alpine miniature garden in the Germany pavilion? No, I didn't see that. Yeah. Oh. So you know how they have like the little train. Apparently they've got there's a mini garden with it. Yeah. It's so cute. How have I missed that when I go? Right. See, these are go. things. Did you see there's also a honeybee whole thing that you can learn all about the honeybees and then enjoy a savory treat that was made by the honeybees they have right there over at the future world area? So honeybees are super trendy right now. And I think it's really important environmentally that we all know a little bit more about that. So that's awesome. I know my kids would be all in on the treats. There's just a ton of things. There's even a new one this year that's all about prehistoric gardens. And you can think about what the gardens were like 65 million years ago when dinosaurs were around. And they've got a whole feature on that. I mean, you can, the thing with me about Epcot is I love Epcot. And anyone that's worked with me or knows me knows that I don't like it when Epcot gets a bad rap and people think it's only for older guests or adults. Um, And I feel like now I need two days in Epcot for sure. I, I love mm-hmm. having two days in Epcot anyway, but now I need a day in Epcot where I'm doing the rides and I'm doing Figment and Test Track and Soren and all of those things. But now you really want not just an afternoon and evening back in the world showcase, but you need a whole day to take in the festival because there's just so much happening. You know, there's- well- Right. And everywhere you go, there's definitely something else to see. And we haven't even talked about the entertainment or the food yet. Right. And there's also activities just for kids. I mean, there's so many things that you can do. There are things geared right at kids. The entertainment to me is super fun. There's lots of different things happening. Let's jump into that. So right now there are character promenades happening all the time in Epcot um, where Mickey and friends go through and then the princesses go through on, on their little, it's called a cavalcade at other places, but basically they're moving through the park. So you get to see the characters. I believe in Epcot, it's called the princess promenade. It is. Yes. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Anna and Elsa, of course. um, And so you have your opportunity to kind of get a wave in and, and a moment with them for those princesses. But that's just kind of scratching the surface of the entertainment. What's your favorite Epcot entertainment? I just love live music in general. So I love when there's a variety of things happening during the festival, which there's so many festivals that Epcot holds and they all tend to incorporate live music on that big stage. Um, And I love looking up to see who's going to be there, which kind of live band is it. And you literally on the same night could go from polka music to R&B to country. I mean, it just really depends on who they have. So I always love to look through the live music list and see who's going to be there. One time I was there and it was like, I'm trying to remember. It was like some good eighties throwback. And I know it's a little different now because of COVID and things, but you know, I'm looking through the list as we're talking. And like I said, there's pop night, there's Motown, there's vintage vinyl, there's, um, Oh, there we go. Eighties pop (laughs) Latin pop. I mean, depending on when you're there, you could catch all kinds of different live music. And all of these concerts are outside. And so I know a lot of my friends have made comments about, I just want concerts to come back. And it's like, here they are. Go see them at Disney because it's safe. It's easy. And you can hear them walking by or you can grab a seat and like sit and watch a while. Um, But go grab a beverage, bring it over, watch your concert, have that cool breeze blowing, drinking a beverage and watching the music. Yeah, that's, I'm ready to go right now. 
but there's definitely some energy that live music brings that uh, adds adds something for sure. Oh yeah, absolutely. What's your favorite entertainment type thing? Okay, so you know, and and many others know probably that I am a percussionist. I have had um, years of experience in variety of different organizations playing percussion, and I love the jammeters. And so I will always stop to see the jammeters. And yeah. for this event, they are now the jam and gardeners. So they are adapting. <laughs> they're 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 trying out a new profession, and they're not just the garbage men now they're the gardeners and they just, are amazing they are and for food and wine they are chefs i don't know if you've ever seen them but like they're very flexible oh yeah the, they have they, pots and pans and stuff so i can't wait for that too they stop us in our tracks when we're walking around epcot and there they are and they you know they're using their pots and pans and their little portable stoves and all those things i mean i remember when blake was little when we would stop and watch them and then after we just happened upon them once we sought them out every time mm-hmm. we were there because they're just that fun and entertaining i love yeah. it there's my fantastic. family knows that if we're walking by that area when it's their time you know mom we'll just see you later <laughs> yeah <laughs> i need to sit and watch we'll catch up with you <laughs> and now so they're going to miss you too for cuz you're going to be in UK. So basically you're going to have a Katie day in Epcot and they can do what they want. Yeah. Sounds like it. Well, okay. What are some of the things that they can go do then? There's some kid events that are just for kids during the festival. So do you have, did you look through that list? Do you think there's ones that your boys would really get into? My kids love, well, when they were younger, they really loved the little playgrounds that come up, you know, during this time. Yeah. So um, they, they have some really cool different, um, you know, themed equipment or whatever, um, the latest kind of like trendy playground stuff that's happening. And um, there, this year is the Healthful Trail presented by Advent Health. And it's got some, you know, characters that are familiar, but um, it's designed for kids and it's over on the Imagination Walkway, you know, heading into the World Showcase. Yeah. Um, So, and the butterfly garden is always a family favorite too. Have you been to the butterfly garden in the last couple of years? No, and that's what I was going to say. I haven't been there in so long. I don't know that my girls have ever done it and I know they would get into it. That's the thing that, you know, as I think about all the different events and I look through the list, I know that's one my girls would just spend quite a bit of time enjoying. Yeah, it's really kind of fun. And, you know, we live in Indy and they... I guess, you know, we have a, a great butterfly garden over you yeah. know, here, but I know a lot of people don't. So that's a really cool opportunity that some people might not ever be able to experience on the other side. Yeah. And I love that the garden, the jam and gardeners are listed on the kid events too. Look at that. They're listed everywhere. Those jam and gardeners, you don't want to miss them. They're ready. They want everybody to come enjoy them. You can't get enough. <laughs> <laughs> So we can't exactly. ignore the other main festival feature. And I know you love it. I love it too. Everybody that's loves food, it. Right. That's the food and beverages. So we've got some of these menus here and these pictures are insane. Are you looking at this? I am. And one of our coworkers is there right now and she's been posting pictures on Instagram. I'm not kidding. Some of them are making my mouth water when she posts them. I don't know if you saw it, but she posted like a strawberry mousse. Oh my gosh. It was just because they're so beautiful. They're not just delicious. They're beautiful. Um, And every country has a different thing. I'm just like pulling a couple up. Japan, they have, okay, it's listed as frushi. So it's not sushi. It's frushi. It's fruit. It's strawberry, pineapple, and cantaloupe 
wrapped in sweet rice and a pink soy wrap served with whipped cream, drizzled berry sauce, and toasted coconut. Yeah, I'm, okay. I'm done. I'm okay. ready. <laughs> I don't like sushi, but I'd eat that. <laughs> I would eat. I don't either. I don't love seaweed and I don't love a lot of fish. So I always do a different, unique kind of sushi, but frushi. Yeah. I'm, I'm all about that. And then of course they always have, you know, different beverages that can go along with their meals. So you could get frushi and then some pineapple sake right there. Ta-da! <laughs> or a blood orange sour with fresh mint. Um, where do you think, what would be one of the ones that you're going to visit? So what I would didn't be a make stop? it. I didn't make it past Germany on the list, the Bauern market, because it's at the top of the list. And I think I am going to be all in for a toasted pretzel bread topped with black forest ham and melted Gruyere. And I'm going to have an apple schmam wine, which is sparkling <laughs> wine with apple liqueur. <laughs> I think that that sounds awesome. And um, I'm going to get a beer flight there. That's my yeah. Thing. Well, yeah. And so take your, your Disney gift cards. Jen, because yes, these are, you know, it's worth it, but this is a great opportunity to try bites at lunch, just like we did at food and wine. You know, mm -hmm. we often will just have a whole meal and grab, you know, six or seven little plates and everybody and take stuffed. a bite. Kind of, yeah. So. And you're stuffed by the end of the night. Okay. I'm going to keep going. I'm going to see what looks appealing. And oh, see, now I came across the strawberry mousse with chocolate crisp pearls. And you guys have to go to the webpage and look at it because it's this bright red, almost a brick looking thing, but you can tell it's in this perfect form. It's a strawberry mousse. I mean, I just, you have to try it just because why wouldn't you? There's also a beverage at this one. This is one in the world showcase, future world West cookie butter, worms, and dirt. It's listed as a beverage. <laughs> Oh, I don't know how that's a beverage. Cookie butter, worms, and dirt. That Hopefully would be right at my spoon. kids. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it has to come with a spoon. But that's one over. Because you have to remember, too, they're not just in each world. These are over by Future World West. I mean, there are little things set up all over Epcot in order to fit them all in. Okay, how about this one? At the Epcot Sunshine Griddle, which is Future World East. This is a new one this year. A fried cinnamon roll bite with cream cheese frosting and candied bacon. Ooh. And for a drink, you can have, well, for my kids, they'd have a Fruit Loop shake. Ew. And I would have, <laughs> check this out, Joffrey's Coffee Cold Brew Cocktail with Milk, Kahlua Rum, Coffee Liqueur, and Vanilla Vodka. Mm. And then I'd have to sit and watch the janitors for a few minutes. Yeah. <laughs> or whatever live music happens to be playing, right? Maybe have a little nap. <laughs> okay. How about this one? There's an entire one called the Pineapple Promenade. It's in the Showclace Plaza. And it has a spicy hot dog with a pineapple chutney and plantain chips or a Dole Whip. So you can get a Dole Whip over there. And then they've got a wide variety of different drinks that all kind of incorporate Dole Whips, or they have the Three Daughters Brewing Company with different wheat ales. They've even got a pineapple beer flight. I think that would be interesting to see. You know, I don't know that you have so many pineapple beers, you can have a whole flight of them, but apparently you can. And a lot of these are local Florida beers too. So that's kind of fun to try out. Um, but they're, you know, everybody loves their good Dole Whip. So you could head over there and get a Dole Whip too. I love it. I love it. You know, one of the other things I'm looking at this menu and all of these items are noting like gluten-free wheat, you know, mm -hmm. wheat free or plant-based. There's a lot of plant-based items over in, I'm going to butcher it, Yardin de Fiestas in Mexico. <laughs> there's something called a taco vampiro, which is a braised beef on a corn tortilla with crispy grilled Monterey Jack cheese and salsa ranchera. 
but that's gluten-free. Um, and I would get it because it's called taco vampiro, <laughs> right? <laughs> and you can also get a garden margarita, um, well, which I mean, it's got thyme in it, but the other, oh, it's got lettuce juice. That's different. Maybe I'll stick lettuce to the passion. Juice. Yeah. Maybe I'll stick to the yeah, passion fruit. That, that's <laughs> one that I would like let your husband or my husband go buy to be creative. And I would just take a little taste and then be like, no, I'm good. I'm, I'm going to go get, you know, my other margarita. Um, there's, there's an entire impossible booth, like impossible meat. So they have, our colleague said that she loved that her favorite dish in the whole place was at the impossible booth. And they've got all kinds of stuff. They've got impossible sausage and kale soup an impossible boneless Korean short rib. So it's an impossible plant-based short rib, which is kind of crazy. It has family thought that was the favorite of all of them. Really? So it Mm -hmm. comes with cilantro, lime, rice. I'm not going to say the slaw, right? Dom, Don Muji slaw and kimchi (laughs) mayonnaise. And it's a full plant-based option. There's a corn or street corn on the cob with a garlic spread. That's gluten wheat friendly and plant-based. So, you know, it's not just all the stuff that is kind of, you know, meat and junk food and all that you can find really tasty things and now, the other thing is too, you can go home and you can start Googling stuff. And I promise you, people are trying to recreate the menus. They're trying to duplicate the recipes. You know, it's never going to taste as good, at least not if I make it, but you can easily get some inspiration as well for cooking at home when you're at these things. There's some really interesting stuff here for sure. And um, I, you know, we've tried to recreate things that we've had there from home before, especially the drinks. My husband yeah. loves to try the drinks at home. So, um, but regardless of what you like, there's something for everybody, even if you're really kind of more, you know, straightforward for with food, you know, there's definitely options there too. Absolutely. Even if you're not and, super adventurous and all the regular food places are open too. Right. But why would you go to those when there's all these wonderful things? I mean, you know, it just seems crazy. You got to try out the special events and the special things. And if you're not going before July 3rd, don't forget that the food and wine festival is going to kick right up after that. And that starts July 15th until November 20th. You and I were talking, that's the longest I've ever seen them do the food and wine festival. It's a really long stretch for it. I think I might be able to squeeze in two trips. (laughs) You could, you know, you could just go at the very beginning of July and stay for like two to three weeks. So you catch the end of one and the start of the other, or you could, you know, squeeze in two separate trips at different times too. Yeah. I mean, well, and then you get all the holidays and, you know, topiaries and then you get Christmas. So I think my ideal time is that beginning of November, you know, because then you not only get the food and wine festival, but you've got the Christmas stuff decorated and everything too. So, but you've got to hit before that, if you want to get those topiaries. Yeah. There's There's always a good time to visit Epcot in my opinion, but if you're going soon, Check out all the wonderful things at the Food and Wine Fest. I mean, the, see, that's coming up. Now I'm saying the wrong thing at the Flower and Garden Festival. But it's really nice that you have this and there's no extra fee for this. This is included in your park ticket. All these festivals are included. And so, you know, it's something extra to look forward to. And I know you know this, but um, if you're looking at the Food and Wine Festival, we know that the Ratatouille attraction is going to open October 1st. So even more reasons to head to Epcot. I'm excited about that. It's going to be a really fun ride, I think. It's super cute. You can look at it from the Skyliner right now as you go over Epcot and just the whole outside part of it looks so beautiful. So I'm excited to see what it looks like on the inside too. 
Well, Katie, I think that you are heading to Disney soon enough. So there may be some posting in the future of these actual food items at the Flower and Garden Festival, if I'm right. Yeah, if you've got requests that you want to see, let me know. And um, I'll be there in a couple of weeks and we'll be sure to um, post some pictures. Mm-hmm.